What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Limitless Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan. And I'm your co-host, Drew. And together, we hope to help you all become the men you want to be one day at a time. So this is part three in our season two of the essentials that you need in your closet. So basically, we're taking this top-down approach throughout the season, and now we're on polos. Basically, like, kind of what's so important about polos, whether it be their materials, how they should fit, how to style them. So there's a lot of different key components that you need to know, especially today, when you're trying to be on top of your fashion game. Be sure to check out our Instagram at LMTLS underscore LLC. We'll be posting pictures and visual representations of the outfits we'll talk about today, as well as the product recommendations that we will be recommending near the end of today's episode. Additionally, we've put together an awesome product recommendations document that you guys can access through our Instagram page as well. The link will be in our bio. And from there, it'll take you to a Google document with links to each of the products that we talk about today. So that should help streamline your entire shopping experience. That doc is beautiful. <laughs> and then, like, also, definitely, if you're here and you haven't listened to episode one and two, listen to episode one and two. It's going to give you a lot of key information that's going to play a role in what we mentioned today as well. Then also, in the description of each episode, just make sure you look at the timestamps to re-listen to the parts that you really enjoyed and that you want to listen to again. With all that said, let's get started with today's episode. Now, polos, they actually have more of a history than, let's say, t-shirts. They really started, actually, with the game of horse polo. Players during this time, they used to kind of wear those button-ups or button-downs, and with this, they really had, like, collars that were uncomfortable. Everything kind of got in the way. They were kind of restricted in their movement. So with this, they wanted to find kind of a solution to get around that, something that was comfortable, something that still looked really nice and had a formal appeal to it. And then they kind of introduced this new polo shirt style. And from there, everyone started falling in love with it. Just a little fun fact is like, it really, this polo really started getting attention in India in the 19th century in the birthplace of polo. So it's amazing. And I mean, just as an Indian, I felt like that was cool to say. <laughs> I always assumed that polos came from the UK. So I was also really surprised to learn that polos actually started off in India. Yes, I, I think it may have been from the let's say british soldiers or individuals who are there however it's the fact that it still took place in india so i think that was really cool just adds another layer of heritage to it that's super cool basically then as it grew kind of over the over the years it's like there was became more and more interest and a lot more business starting polos especially in argentina and france now forgive me if i say this incorrectly but lacoste he was the number one tennis player kind of around 1926 and when he started playing tennis, he kind of ran into a similar situation. He was tired of the shirts. It was so uncomfortable. He, he started wearing the polos, and he's like, wait a second. Polo players were onto something. These were amazing. So then he really went, took it further, customized it kind of for tennis, something that he liked, which was called the tennis tail. Now, Jordan, and actually all you listeners too, like, do you guys know when the front of your polo is actually a little shorter than the back? Like, Have you guys ever thought about that? I'm going to answer on behalf of our listeners and say, yeah, I, I think it's been something that's been on our minds. Do you know why that is? Yeah, so basically it's like, it's called a tennis tail. Now, particularly, I don't know why it's called a tennis tail, but I, from at least, it, it really seems like it at least added a layer of, I could wear it untucked or tuck it in, and it still allows me to move around fairly. It won't become untucked, let's say, if you're serving a tennis. 
if you're basically bending over when that stroke is finished, you don't want it to become untucked. So it kind of helps keep it secured in place. Gotcha. So it's a means of essentially holding your uniform together during a match. Yes, 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 yes. As a final piece, as they become more and more modern and mainstream, it's like Brooks Brothers who started with the first really popular polo shirt and Ralph Lauren who really popularized the polo shirt even further. They are key players to this day in this space. So there's definitely a rightful uh, importance behind their popularity. Yeah, the story of polos is very deep and unique in comparison to other products we've discussed so far in our season. So we thought we would share that amazing story and history behind polos to give you guys some context as to why they're such an important staple in our everyday wardrobe. So now we're going to be moving on to the materials that often are in different polos. The most common is peak which is something you may normally see because polos tend to be a little bit more thicker than t-shirts. If you guys noticed, they have a much more durable construction and the material they used is called peak. It's a woven or knit fiber that has patterns of fine ribbing or cording. Sometimes it can have a textured waffle weave instead of soothe appearances and feels. And so that's why polos oftentimes have that thicker, more durable feel to them per se. It's oftentimes a medium weight cotton with sometimes there being cotton poly blends. And it tends to be more durable than other materials. Because of the construction and the durability of Peak, it tends to be a lot more formal than other polo counterparts. So this is the type of polo, let's say, you want to wear with a much more put together, business casual, maybe business formal outfit. And we'll get to how to style it that way in a little bit. Just make sure with these types of shirts to iron out the wrinkles because if you do throw it in the wash and take it out, it will come out super wrinkled. That's actually been a big point of question that I've had, kind of like, what one what was this material but then also too it's like what's the i guess appropriate situation or like how can you really can you dress it up a lot or is it only something to dress down so i think that's actually really useful to know because dude to be honest i i didn't know much about the purpose behind that material until now it's definitely meant to convey a much more luxurious feel for example you can't wear a hundred percent regular old cotton t-shirt with a suit like it just looks really cheap yeah. it kind of detracts from the outfit but if you're wearing a very fine suede t-shirt that's really well put together and well constructed, then it adds to the luxurious feel of the more business casual or business formal look you're trying to project. I see. So at the end of the day, the material you use matters. And so if you want to wear a polo in a more formal setting, then peak polos are the way to go. Got it, got it. On the flip side, you have Pima cotton, which is a much more lightweight polo made with 100% cotton or a cotton poly blend. This tends to be a lot more breathable and similar to t-shirts in its construction. And so as a result, it's actually great for more casual settings and summer outings. On top of that, you have performance polos. These are the ones you often see golfers, tennis players wear, and it typically has poly with a spandex blend for sweat wicking properties. You can tell these are performance by kind of feeling the shirt. It has a very silk-like feel to it almost, right? It doesn't feel as rough as cotton might, relatively speaking. And this is usually for performance reasons. There's actually like, I have a little funny story about this where I was coming back, I think from an interview in New York sometime junior year, and there was a sale at the Barnes and Nobles on campus. With that, I was like, hold on. I saw a polo that was like 20 bucks, usually on, usually retails for like 55, 60. And cause you know how college gear is always super expensive. <laughs> and it was this performance kind of polo. And dude, it feels so good. And it, you can breed, it breeds so well, so flexible. Like you can do so much in it. Only gripe is it's a little long, but 
it, it, it's amazing like when it where it tucked in and all like when i have on a golf course a couple times it's amazing yeah for performance polos like the one drew described you can wear them untucked you can wear them tucked but you can't wear them in more formal settings they do have that performance fabric and so as a result they're much more inclined for a day out on the golf course or the day on the tennis courts and now like moving on to the actual fit of these shirts there's a lot of different key components but uh, i think the best overview that we can give on them is go back to episode one listen to the fit section it's gonna be very easy with the timestamps Thanks later for that. <laughs> but it, definitely give it a listen. It'll tell you those those essentials that you need. Now we're going to touch on some of the ones that are just very, very specific to polos now. It should, like a t-shirt here, be slim, but not super tight. I think that's just one very important part to reemphasize. Now the sleeves, this is where there's some of that diff- the differences occur. Like here should be halfway between your shoulder and elbow, or like two-thirds down your bicep. And now with the tennis tail or more traditional polos, the length really shouldn't be more than halfway down like your your butt when it's tucked in. So this still allows it to be tucked in despite whatever movements you have, but not be excessively long like a shirt. So that way you can still wear it untucked. Now, if you have like say a classic fit for polos, because you could have a range of fits, a classic fit, a slim fit, maybe more of that athletic fit. It's really going to come down to your body size and what you're trying to get out of it. Like the classic fit is really better for a lot of guys who don't have the muscular builds, but uh, you want a bigger armpit hole, kind of more relaxed torso. And in this case, it's definitely worn better tucked in because it may provide a slightly more uh, boxy look where when you tuck it in, it kind of brings it together and achieves the look that everyone kind of wants just to have like that big V back, right? So that that's, I think, one thing you can say about that classic fit. And then kind of moving on to the slim fit, it's like, this is kind of best for the athletic build. If you got those biceps, those arms that you want to show off, you got like a good chest, or like you really have a strong taper to your back, it's going to look really good whether you wear it tucked in or untucked. So there are ways to look amazing. No matter your body size or shape, just make sure you do what's going to help you the best. I know Drew mentioned this earlier too, but you don't want necessarily a boxy fit on your polo. It may look good with certain types of t-shirts, especially with streetwear nowadays, but polos are meant to be a lot more fitting and they should be, or they can be worn either tucked or untucked, but either way, you should not be aiming for that boxy look. It just looks like the polo is not fitting you properly and it doesn't really complement the rest of your outfit in the same way that a boxy t-shirt might. It looks like, you know, at all those fashion shows when the models are running, are going, walking down the runway and, uh... <laughs> Some of them have like really boxy jackets or shirts or polos, whatever. It just looks super weird. Don't make that mistake. <laughs> it works for certain pieces, but not for others. In this case, boxy polos are just not a thing. Make sure they're very form-fitting and comfortable around your body. Alrighty, now we're going to move on to our outfit recommendations. Like we've discussed in episodes one and two, we have three different categories we oftentimes group these outfits in. First one being minimal looks, the second one being a more flashy, trendy, streetwear type look, and the last one being a private school dapper aesthetic. So for our minimal outfit, we're recommending a beige polo, which you wore untucked, with navy chinos and white sneakers. The chinos can be either chino pants or chino shorts, depending on the weather. With the leather sneakers, again, we aspire for a more minimal look, maybe like a clean silhouette for the sneaker. And you can sort of add more details to this outfit by pairing it with a leather watch, if you have a leather bracelet, and some sunglasses, depending on if it's going to be sunny that day. Yes, this, this, just looking at this picture, it 
go so well together with those pieces you're mentioning, sunglasses, the watch. And whether it's the chinos or the shirts, dude, it, it's so nice. So simple, yet elegant. That's the thing about polos. It's a simple yet elegant style. I think that's the central theme of any polo outfit. For the flashy, trendy look, we're going for a vertically striped zipper polo, which is a specific polo type that doesn't utilize the buttons for the collar. This is much more of a trendy look, and it's great for a lot of our streetwear style pieces. We recommend that you pair a polo like this with, let's say, white trousers and white leather sneakers. The trousers can either be much more of a slim fit, or they can be a little bit more of a relaxed fit. Streetwear nowadays, and especially fashion, is trending more towards looser fits, so you can kind of start experimenting with that with this outfit. And like that zipper really adds a different element to the outfit that you don't achieve with the buttons. So that's why it's like more of that trendy style now. That was a great point. The last outfit we have for our private school in Dapper Fit is a light pink polo tucked with charcoal or black trousers. What we love about this outfit is you can throw an optional suit coat over it. So essentially you're wearing a suit with a pink polo underneath. We recommend that you wear a peak polo for this because, again, this is the much more formal polo. You can use it to greatly complement the suit that you're wearing. And in terms of dress shoes and boots, just go for black to kind of fit the whole dark charcoal aesthetic. Pair it with a leather watch, maybe some leather bracelets, and you should be good to go. This It's like that it, The simple yet elegant always comes back, at least in my mind, with these outfits. It looks so nice. It's simple, but it, it looks so formal in this case. And... Yeah, honestly, that's all I can say about it. <laughs> we want to make a little bit of a note here. Polo shirts are inherently a little bit more formal, so each of the outfits that we recommended can be considered preppy to some extent. But at the end of the day, we just wanted to give you guys three different ways of wearing polos in case you wanted to maybe try something new. So now, like, with all these polos, it's worth asking the question, is it worth going all in? Now, from our experience, but then also from, like, what we've learned through all this research, it's like, Yes, but to a certain extent. And with like the higher end brands, let's say Burberry, Prada, or some of the others, it's like, it's maybe not as worth it just because like the materials they use are the same as the other tiers I'm about to mention. So it's more so focused on that brand rather than the product itself. So here comes down that, that main question that I feel like a lot of people ask, is the brand something I really want to pay for? Is it worth it? That's something that's going to come down to your personal preference. We really can't answer that to you. But for a little insight, episode one, I think the Gucci shirt breakdown we had, we went a bit more in depth on how it could be worth it. So give that a listen for sure. Now, they're an upper mid-tier here. We have Bonobos, actually, just because they really seem to use quality materials, quality just manufacturing methods. So that way, it's not, let's say, carrying a logo on the shirt, so you may not know, but the, the fit is great the materials right there so that brand quality has just been there for quite some time so it's something that's worth spending some of that extra cash for in this case and let's say if you can't afford that or you are like myself and you just really love a particular brand like the next tier we have let's say for lack of a better word step down i i don't consider really this a step down just more so in terms of pricing a step down express now they have great pieces too they uh, like their moisture wicking cotton their spandex mix fits amazingly well. It doesn't shrink too much. It's a staple in my closet. I ordered a couple of these during uh, Black Friday around that time too. So it, it's so nice. I actually ordered a pair of Bonobos polos as well. And those fit really well too. So I'm actually torn between the two. 
I, I got a great deal of Bonobos and the Express ones. <laughs> so... Yeah, Drew was incredibly passionate about Express Polos, and we actually have that coming up on our product recommendations. So I'll let him talk more about that when that comes up. All right, lit. <laughs> and then, like, for our next tier, this comes back to, like, the affordable, uh, really affordable category that's open to basically everyone, like Kohl's, Target, or Walmart. Like, what about their polos? And, like, yes, if that's all you can afford, it's totally worth it if you can get the right fit. So you need to pay attention to the materials in this case as well. And you need to be super picky. And then you'll definitely get something good. Because, like, if you have to walk out of the store empty-handed once or twice or a few times because you can't find the right materials and the fit, don't worry. It's going to be well worth the wait. And it'll last you a while, too. So just make sure you pay attention. And then you won't be complaining, oh, it's from this certain store. That's not going to be the reason why. Don't blame it on the store. Blame it on yourself for not getting the right fit and the uh, right materials. Now, actually for proof, this is a channel Jordan and I have watched for quite some time, but uh, TMF on YouTube or Teaching Men's Fashion. Quick note, we are not sponsored. Please do not assume so. We just really, <laughs> we love his channel. So something we just wanted to recommend for you guys to check out as well. He has this kind of budget or like Walmart series or a couple episodes that shows how he can put together a great outfit from Walmart. Or like H&M. And one of them particularly deals with polos and dress shirts. Yeah, he gives some really great tips in those video series. So we highly recommend you guys check him out. Again, it's Teaching Men's Fashion on YouTube. And look up his Budget Walmart series. It's really cool because he kind of takes you with him in Walmart. And he provides a lot of really cool tips on what to look for. Like Drew mentioned, when you're looking for the right materials. Because Walmart quality can drastically vary from really good to really bad. So he gives a lot of tips in those videos and ultimately brings them back to his house where he styles it up and gives you a whole bunch of different outfit ideas. So be sure to check out his channel. In general, he posts a lot of great content and our mission essentially is to bring you guys as much content as possible that can help you on your fashion journey. All right, now we're going to get into our product recommendations. So we're gonna be sticking with our usual hidden gem, designer, affordable, all around best and stay away categories and kind of going through each and giving our reasons as to why we love these shirts and why they belong in that category. So we're gonna be starting off with the designer brand as usual with the Burberry monogram motif cotton peak polo shirt. So essentially this, like we mentioned earlier, if you want the designer brand, you're essentially just paying for the logo and the design at the end of the day but the peak polo material is going to be the same as if you were to buy like a lower end. They do have a unique collar and unique underbutton design, which they have stitched into the neck area, which is really cool. But at the end of the day, you're essentially just paying for the brand. So if you want that Burberry aesthetic, then by all means buy this if you are looking for that designer brand. However, we believe some of the other options on today's list will be a lot better. Yeah, like, actually, I feel like it just, their aesthetic's are really cool, so I can see why it's such a great appeal, but uh, only definitely do it, yeah, if it's, if it's really worth it in the end. All right, now we're moving on to our affordable option, which is on the flip side of things, and for this one, we recommend the Kohl's Croft & Barrow Easy Care Peak Polo. It comes in regular and slim fit options for guys who maybe are either have an athletic build or a non-athletic build, so it's extremely versatile in terms of its sizing options. They have a cotton poly blend combined with moisture wicking properties, which inherently leads to another unique property, 
which is UPF sunblocking protection. I don't think I've ever seen this in a lot All of right. shirts. But Tell me about it. Yeah, so it's I, the way they blend the cotton and the different materials they use for the moisture wicking properties essentially provides UPF sun protection. So let's say you're okay. wearing this on a sunny day, right? You don't have to worry about putting on sunscreen underneath your shirt. More often than not, we only think we have to put sunscreen on exposed parts of our skin because those are the ones in direct contact with the sun. But with certain shirts, sunlight can penetrate your shirt and it can affect the skin underlying it as well. So yeah, I did not know about that either. So apparently this shirt helps protect against that, which much makes it a super cool option. Honestly, this could be a big way for them, the beaches. (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's extremely affordable. I think right now it's priced somewhere around $20, $30, which is really cheap for a polo. And what we love is the huge color palette that they have. I think last I checked, they had 30 plus colors for this one type of polo, Whoa. which is absolutely insane. So if you're looking for a more neutral color, if you're looking for a super bright color, you will find it with this polo. Can guys even tell 30 colors? I know girls, they're able to tell the difference between so many different colors and shades. Are guys able to do that with 30? I have no idea. <laughs> I just saw it and I was like, this is too many colors. <laughs> yeah. But at least the options are there. Yeah, essentially there's there's something for everyone with this polo, which is why we love it so much. Next up, we're moving on to our hidden gem. And this, like Drew mentioned, is going to be the Bonobos Classic Peak Polo shirt. What's super great about this shirt in particular is the Peruvian peak cotton that they use. It's amazing in terms of the processing, the feel, and the fit. It feels even more luxurious than peak cotton normally feels. And what makes this shirt a little bit more unique is that there's a splash of color underneath the collar, which you can often use to express a little bit of personality. It's so so cool. These are the ones I got on Black Friday. They're so cool. How are they fitting for you so far? They fit really, really well. I think actually, you know what, guys? Sometime on Insta, I'll post a picture on there about how it fits. And it's really great it really hugs your bicep like so well based on how we've been mentioning and there's room there's still room for a couple of my index fingers all right but it looks really nice it fits really well around the chest it it tapers so well around the torso too it is there it's comfortable it's breathable you can wear for hours on end and that color underneath the collar just i'm a big fan of it That's what Bonobos is really great, especially with the Peruvian pea cotton, is that it easily conforms to multiple body types, which is what eliminates the need for a regular versus a slim fit. It's kind of like you break in a shoe. This polo is kind of a thing where you can break it in and then it'll eventually kind of conform to your body type, which is really nice. All right, for the all-around best, we are going for a Droop's favorite, the Express Solid Moisture Ricking Peak Polo. This uses uses a cotton spandex blend with moisture wicking properties similar to the Kohl's polo. But what we love about this one is that it has a lot more stretch, which is what lends to a greater versatility, especially in regards to body types. They have the, instead of the regular and slim fit options, they have regular and tall options. So oftentimes you have big and tall sizes for guys who maybe are more on the bigger side of uh, the scale or bigger size in terms of height. And so these polos are really good for those guys, as well as just the regular Everyman Joe. They have better manufacturing and processing in comparison to the Kohl's shirt, which what makes it an overall quality product. Drew, what's been your personal experience with these types of shirts? All right, I will tell you, they fit really well. It's kind of like the Bonobos where they conform very well to my body. They hug my biceps the way I would want them. And just around the chest, they're very nice. Torso, same thing. 
and it, they don't seem like a very thin shirt either. Like, you know how some, like, polos, you can, like, if you do pinch a part of it, it stays as, like, that pinched form even for, like, hours afterwards? Mm-hmm. The, it isn't like that with these. Like, you, you, you can do that. It'll go away within a minute, and it looks perfectly fine, normal, very breathable, very cool. So you can definitely wear it on many, many different kind of occasions. And they have, like, a nice formal look to it, too, because they are the peak material. And I would say they're incredibly durable, too. I've seen you wear these for years on end, and they look yeah. brand new as if you just bought them from the store. Yes, that is actually another thing. That's actually a really good point you brought up because I've been restocking these. Not restocking. Wrong word. Adding these to my <laughs> closet for years. Because since high school, I think I had two or three pairs of these. And I still have those two or three pairs that I still choose to wear so often. And now after, what is it? four to six years now some of them are starting to show wear but like look think about how long a life these polos have so good yeah i mean four to six years before any wear and tear that's amazing so yeah that's pretty good for our last category this is a stay away don't buy this we just want to make sure we throw this out there so you guys don't make this mistake and get this for once we're actually saying don't buy a uniqlo product this is the uniqlo boxy polo And the reason we urge you guys to stay away from this is, again, like we mentioned earlier, boxy fits for polos isn't really the true purpose of the polo. If you're going for trends rather than an elegant style, this should work. But because polos are meant to be more conforming to your body, to have that more elegant, sophisticated look, it's not exactly ideal. So for our purposes in this recommendation, going for a more trendy look is not necessarily the goal. So we suggest that you stay away from this product in particular and any boxy polos in general. I'm surprised you're saying not to go with uh, Uniqlo, but I definitely see the point here based on that boxy style you're talking about. So hopefully, guys, you can really see that that transparency that we're having. We're really evaluating all of these from a very fair standpoint. And really, like, we've recommended Uniqlo, what, the past couple episodes, right, for a couple of the different pieces. Here we're saying stay away from this particular one. It really goes to show, like, there's good and maybe not so good, uh, maybe not bad, but not so good uh, parts or pieces from a lot of different places. It's a matter of what you're going to pick and which if you know how to pick them. So that's what we're doing for you. Well said, my guy. I couldn't have put it any better. All right. This wraps up this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for taking a listen. Again, all of the outfit recommendations and the product recommendations will be posted on our Instagram page in a couple days following the release of this episode. And additionally, we'll be having the product recommendation Google Doc linked in our Instagram bio that will take you straight to the website so you can immediately go and purchase this product. Yes. And that's all, guys. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned now for episode four. Peace.